0: sides seek first the kingdom of God and his glory our Lord in scripture talks about priorities putting things first God created the universe with a sense of order established order there this meditation is about the virtue of order and so it's interesting how our Lord comes back to comes back to refer to that phenomenon frequently in his preaching seek first the kingdom of God as though he's encouraging us all the time to look to what is most important to have a sense of priority in everything we do to realize certain things must come first rising very early He went out into a desert place, and there he prayed. In his own personal life, our Lord also had a great sense of order. His prayer came before everything, the spiritual things first. And on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came early to the tomb. While it was still dark, And she saw the stone taken away from the tomb. People close to our Lord always also decipher a certain sense of what is important. They get up early to do what is important. Their heart moves them to what is right. What does it profit a man? He gains the whole world but loses his own soul. Possibly in the course of our life we will come to know some people who may have gained the whole world, but may have lost their own soul. And so the consequences of not having a sense of order can be very great. And so we can ask our Lord in our prayer this morning for the grace grow in living this virtue. Successful people in many spheres necessarily have to have a sense of order, of knowing what is truly important, of doing the right thing at the right time. When our Lord passed on from there, he saw Matthew sitting at work in the tax collector's place. it have got to get an impression from this that there was a certain sense of order in Matthew's life. He was what he was supposed to be, to be. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. He wasn't down the road or on the telephone or looking at the football results or a whole pile of other things. He was sitting at work in the tax collector's place. And so Christ noticed him. This is the sort of person I need to build my church. God is also looking for similar souls on whom he can rely to do the great work that he wants done in the world. And so we shouldn't just think of this virtue as the means whereby we stick to a a timetable or we place the tools of our trade one on top of the other. It's a much bigger and broader concept. It embraces the whole of our life, everything we do. It gives us a sense of doing the things today, in this hour, in this moment, that God wants me to do. He's placed me here, in this particular place, this particular job, with these particular tasks, it's in this particular thing he wants me to sanctify myself. And whether it's attractive or whether it's difficult or challenging or dreary or cost me my life's blood, well it's here that he wants me to be. Here I am because you have called me. And that means that God wants me to fulfill this particular job, in this particular moment. So St. Maria often liked the phrase, today and now. Therefore it's very good to have a little list, if necessary, of things I think I need to do today, that may be different from yesterday. As we go through the day, the to-do list may change, because life is very dynamic. Things happen, things change, priorities change. What may have seemed the most important thing at 9 o'clock in the morning, well, because of some piece of information that has come along or something that has happened, well, it may have changed radically by 11 o'clock. And so order also allows for a certain sense of Flexibility. Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be bent out of shape. And so at times we need to be able to change our plans. We may be asked to do something else, and that becomes the important thing in this particular moment. It means we have a certain horror of procrastination. The devil can often work very effectively through procrastination. I'll do this some other time. I don't feel like doing this in this particular moment. It may be that that particular thing is not the thing we should be doing, but if it is something that we should be doing, or something we should have done five days ago, or five months ago, well then that demands our attention. We drop other things that we're doing, and we change that particular thing by fulfilling it. In one of the management books, it gives a lot of importance and emphasis to writing down our to-do list, and then being able to cross that thing off. It talks about the pleasure, the joy, of putting a pencil line through that particular task that was pending, and that now we have fulfilled. And that author says, it's like writing yourself a cheque. Being able to cross that thing out, it's done, it's finished. Where does our order begin? Well, it begins in the mind, with our ideas, with truths. The Catechism of the Catholic Church talks about the hierarchy of truths of our faith. and says that the mystery of the Blessed Trinity is at the top of that hierarchy, the most important truth of our faith, the truth of the Blessed Trinity, how God is in himself. And so there's a hierarchy in things. In those ideas, but the most important ones at the top, God and his plans for us, our values. And so that helps to order our thoughts with attention and depth. To what idea do I need to give most attention? My whole heart and mind, in a deep way. Before discussing something, you have to think about it. Bishop Javier used to say that on one occasion, Cardinal Pratzinger went to Pamplona for some academic act and he was asked his opinion on something. And his response was, well, I, I need to think about it, he said. I need to give it a bit of thought before I answer that question. He was rather impressed with that answer. Other people might have said, well, you know, my opinion is this or that, or I feel like this about that, or I think that Cardinal Ratzinger is very careful about expressing opinions without having thought about them. So we think about things before acting. Our reason organizes our feelings. There's a hierarchy in the will. A hierarchy in our loves, where God comes first. And then others. And lastly, ourselves. We may have to make an effort to love those who need it most. There's a story of a priest who went to visit some families in his parish and There was a little girl in the family, and she had a lot of dolls. And he asked the little girl, well, which of the dolls do you love the most? And the little girl picked out the ugliest doll that there was there, of all of them. And he was a bit surprised. And asked her, well, why do you like that doll? Because all the other people come here, they all love all the other dolls. But this doll is not loved, so I love this doll. The priest said he learned from this that we have to go out of our way to love those that need it most. Maybe a little bit unloved. Order means that we do one thing at a time. Very practical idea. We don't have ten hands. We put our whole heart and mind into what we're doing at this particular moment. And then we go on to the next thing. St. Joseph Maria once asked some people to fulfill a job for him, and he ordered the jobs that he wanted done, 1 to 10, and called back some time later to see how it was going, and was told, well, we did number 1, but then we thought number 3 would be easier than number 2, so we did number 3, and then number 5 looked like it could be finished quickly, so we did number 5, and then we went to number 8, but he told the people, look, if I've numbered things, It's in that order that I want them done. And so sometimes we have to pay attention to the order that other people may place things when they give them to us. Beginning with what we ought to do, not what we feel like doing. Very often living this virtue can mean conquering our feelings. Seeing literally with great reason what is the most important thing. And with charity, being ready to, well, to change things if something else happens. Somebody needs our time or hand or, or help in some particular thing. So we try to have order in our head. Order in our heart. Order in the use of our time our time which is a treasure and if we try to use it well we'll be asked to account for every bit of time this treasure that God has given to us some receive five talents, some three and some one God wants us to make use of every hour, of every opportunity that's why if we plan things well and have them written down well, we may be able to fit in this little job here and that other little job there. What is planned gets done. If we write things down, then we have a plan. It sort of focuses our attention on certain things, it takes those nice intentions or nice idea out of the clouds and makes it a reality on that little piece of paper in front of us. Keep order and it will keep you. Order helps to make us more effective. One of the goals we have to try and cherish in the course of our life is to, to be more effective. More effective in our work. More effective in our apostolate, More effective in our family. In the practice of virtues. In our growth and formation in study in being the better human being that God wants us to be and so the lives of the saints is full of order that made them to be the very effective people that they were we're told in the way virtue without order strange virtue one of the things that helps to impose a certain order in our life is our plan of life, our norms, our customs. Because we know these are the most important things. <coughs> and when we're generous with God <coughs> and putting these things first,
1: many other things
0: fall into place. There was a get-together in Dublin many years ago with Blessed Albert del Portillo, and a lady stood up and said, Father, I have eight children, and I have to do the cooking and the cleaning and the marketing and drive my children to school and this, that and the other. And how can I find time in my busy day <coughs> to fulfill certain norms of a plan of life? And Blessed Alvarez said, well, your list is very really impressive. It's true, you were a very busy person. You have many things to do. But you've left something out of your list. You've left God out of your list you put God into your list and you'll find you'll have time for all the other things. In many ways, that's the, the secret of our life. To be always putting God first. No matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, no matter what the circumstances. The norms of our plan of life. There was an earthquake in Japan one time. And in that particular center, the there was a lot of, sort of physical damage, everything was in a mess, and the director was heard to say, well, the most important thing we have to do today is to fulfill the norms. People might have thought the most important thing we have to do is to put all these papers back in, their, in the drawers and then the filing cabinets and get everything into its place, etc., etc. But no, even in times of earthquake, certain things come first. It's very difficult to attain order without a plan of life. A plan that covers our work, our study, our family obligations, our friends, our relaxation and rest. All these things. It helps us to do what we should be doing. It helps us to conquer the ever-present temptation of laziness. We all tend in that direction. But when we have a list of things to do, and a prioritized, and maybe a time beside them, setting a date and a time, well, that's like a, a background check against our laziness. I know what I should be doing. It's a push to get this thing done. Some might complain that order leads to routine or makes our existence monotonous. But people who think that way are usually people who may be moved by whims, doing what they feel like at any given moment. They may have a horror of a timetable. Most teenagers sort of feel that way. You don't realize that by acting on whim and caprice, well, they can end up hardly capable of accomplishing anything. Victims of their own imagination. Without order, our lives would be superficial and barren. But with this virtue, we're in training, we're in tune to be able to accomplish the great ideals that Christ has placed in our life. Which are the greatest ideals that any human person could have on this planet. Order helps us to be able to fulfill those ideals make them a reality. So they're not just dreams or hopes. We take them out of the clouds and we make them realistic, materializing our life and our ideals and our spiritual life. (coughs) And so we've heard the concept of heroic minutes. (coughs) Getting up at the right time and going to bed at the right time. Michael girl said once that <clears throat> and she thought her mummy didn't know anything about raising children, because she always told her to go to bed when she wasn't sleepy and to get up when she was sleepy. No? <laughs> but yes, that mother was imposing order, and so that habit of heroic minute of getting up on time helps us to do so many other things on time. Punctuality, glorious virtue. We try to live it in our life to give an example of punctuality to everybody else in the world. We lift up the whole of society by living this virtue. Helping people to realize that other people's time is important. It's a way we respect their dignity. And so we can ask our Lord in our prayer for the grace to have a great sense of punctuality if we're going to be late, by a minute or two, well, maybe to send a message with all the means of social communication which we have. We ever have to keep somebody waiting for a few minutes, well, we transmit a message to them when we apologize or when we send a message to them that we, I value your time. I respect your time which is part of your dignity. We help many people to give great importance to time. There was a radio talk show one time and some executive was talking about the reality of time and suggested that instead of telling people that we would meet them at 8.15 or 8.30 or 8.45, say, I'll meet you at 8.11 or I'll call you at 8.41 and then call that person at 8.41 and then realize, wow, this person really... Value of their time, gives great importance to, to that reality. We no? transmit messages in these sort of ways. And so our day can be full of heroic minutes, starting on time. And in respect of punctuality, well, we've been encouraged to always try and arrive to things a few minutes beforehand. It's not on the dot, it's being there a few minutes beforehand. We can use our time doing other things, waiting for this particular activity to start. That's what punctuality means. Finding peace in living that virtue. Sanctifying those moments. A great help to living order can be to write things down. In our 20s and 30s it may be easier to remember things but a bit later in life it becomes a bit more difficult. And so to have some sort of a notebook or scratch paper or something where we write things down can be a great help to living order. So we sort of declare war on the words, I forgot. We all forget things from time to time. But if we write things down, there's a much less chance that we might forget them. And so hopefully we have to say those words less frequently. If we forget something, usually it's because we didn't write it down. And so things written down can be a great use to living this virtue well. Great aid to our memory. Disciplines our thoughts. Helps us to have a certain priority there in the things we have to do. <clears throat> when some new idea comes, well, we write it down but we won't forget it it will be there, we will be able to place it in a certain order later on waiting for the appropriate moment to consider it a bit more, perhaps in our prayer and then to put it into practice and it might have been a very good idea we might have remembered a birthday or an anniversary or something special that somebody asked us to do and the fact that we remember possibly means an awful lot to that person Oh, you remember, you greeted me on my birthday, you, 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 you wrote it down someplace, you, you give me that importance, that I'm there written down somewhere in your phone or in your diary or something. or contacts of people. But it's a certain order in apostolate. We may not be able to phone this person now, but maybe in six months' time we might get around to it. And they'll be impressed by the fact that we remembered or we did this particular thing. St. Augustine said, Order is an arrangement of like and unlike things. <coughs> whereby each of them is disposed in its proper place. Order is having things in its proper place. Doing the right things at the right time. It means putting things back in their proper place. The turning books. Sometimes fulfilling little favors that other people asked us to do. The correct arrangement of things with regard to their end, both human and supernatural. Part of the virtue of prudence, which disposes practical reason to discern every true good in every circumstance. And to choose the right means of achieving it. The prudent person looks where they're going. Order helps us to look where we're going. What is it that I want to achieve? What's the purpose of being in this place, or doing this particular job, or going to this particular shop? What is it I have to achieve? Right reason in action. And so we try to <clears throat> have that plan and to so fill it to the letter. giving the best moments of our day to things related to our spiritual life. First, our spiritual life. Second, our work. And third, material things. In the house, in our own personal things. In our cupboards and, and, cupboard and drawers which we know, we are told, can be a reflection of our interior life. Hmm? sort of a phrase that has to haunt us. My cabinet in my drawers, a reflection of my interior life. You may feel like closing the cabinet as soon as possible, if you think of those words. (coughs) But it has to haunt us. And sometimes when we have to put time aside, to to reorder, put order there in our cabinet again, in our drawers which can so easily get out of order hmm? but yet there has to be time for that order in our affections and in our dreams we love those who are closest to us for reasons of family or work or friendship always coming back to the challenge of charity asking our Lord for a greater race to live that virtue. Order doesn't mean perfectionism. It's a mean between two ends. We live the virtues with charity. If our sense of order drives other people nuts, well then we have the wrong type of order. We have too much order. People have to say to us, look, please stop putting things in order. So charity is about this virtue the order connected with an eternal order that God wants in the universe. We contribute to the beauty and the harmony of the world. We help other people also to, or to care for the environment. Sometimes you see people throwing banana skins out of windows or plastic bottles. Well, we try and help them to see that's not the way to live. There's a social order to which we all have to contribute. Order in our person leads to the virtue of urbanity. Looking well for people around us. It's charity also. Giving all the glory to God. A person with good professional training works with order. Their workplace doesn't look like a battlefield. No? They put things back in their place. And so in the way we're told "Don't oh, succumb to that disease of character... Your symptoms are inconstancy in everything, thoughtlessness in action and speech, scatterbrained ideas, superficiality in short. Mark this well. Unless you react in time, not tomorrow, now, that superficiality which each day leads you to form those empty plans, plans so full of emptiness, will make of your life a dead and useless puppet. A resolution, we're told in the forge, to be faithful to my timetable, heroically faithful and without excuses, on ordinary days and on extraordinary days. Plan everything. Everything you told me? All right, we need to use our prudence. But bear in mind that human undertakings, whether they're hard or simple, always have to count on the margin of the unforeseen. And that a Christian should never shut off the road of hope or be forgetful of God's providence. In the life of the Holy Family, we see a great order. There were lots of changes of plans. From Nazareth to Bethlehem, from Bethlehem to Egypt. All sorts of unforeseen things that were cropping up all the time. But there was a great sense of what was really important the Christ child, the plans of God. And so we can ask Our Lady that we too might have that great order in our life which brings with it a great peace. Peace and serenity of always doing what God wants us to do. And that we might follow her very closely along this pathway that leads to the great feast of the Assumption. Oh sweet heart of Mary, make the way safe. Help us to live this virtue with ever greater refinement. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, the sections and inspirations that you have communicated to me during this meditation. I ask your help to put them into practice. My Immaculate Mother, Saint Joseph, my Father Lords, and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.